Jonah 3. All the sixth grade and down can be dismissed. Sixth grade and down can be dismissed. We have some people coming in dressed in their 50s clothes. Hey, guys, how are y'all? Amen. Oh, I didn't see that shirt. Hey, Max, come here. Come here. I didn't see your shirt. Everybody look at his shirt. Ah, <laughs> turn around. All right, thank you. Thank you. Hey, we got, some, we got some pink ladies back there too, huh? Pink ladies, come here. Come here, girls. Ivy and Lula. I don't know who all has shirt on there. Come on. I got to see it. I didn't see you girls. I didn't see those shirts. Come on. I like it. Come here. Come here. Uh-huh. Everybody look. Yeah. Uh-huh. There you go. That's awesome. That's awesome. Give them a hand. You girls look great. That's great. That's great. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. What a blessing. What a blessing. Uh, sixth grade and down can go to class. It looks like Miss Stacy has a, a few kids back there with her today. You're trying to get out the door? Well, it's a blessing to be here. I want to just speak to you this morning on the choices of Jonah. We've been talking about that on Sunday mornings. We're just going to continue that thought. <coughs> As we get ready, I'm going to give you just a little bit of an introduction. That way, those of you that haven't been here, you can understand where we're at. Jonah 3 is going to pick up right after Jonah was spit up out of the belly of the well. Uh, and in and, 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 uh, chapter number 1, Jonah chose to do some things. He chose to rebel. He chose to run. He chose to refuse. Uh, and then chapter number 2, he chose, to return, he chose to repent, and he chose to return to God. He chose, to, he chose those things specifically that he would choose to return to the Lord. And so now, he is going to answer the call to go to the Ninevites and preach the gospel. And though he, he ran from that same call in chapter number 1, he returns. And revival is a chance for us to return to God. A chance for us to return to what God has called us to do. Hey, I'm a born-again Bible believer. But there are times I, I may backslide, I may go, I, I, may, I may not always be as close to God as I ought to be, but at my, at right now, I need to return to God. I need to have revival, and I need to return to the Lord. She can go to class, Miss Adriana, if, if she wants to. Okay, well, class is next door. So if she wants to go to class, she's more than welcome to. <clears throat> We need to return to the Lord. Revival. Revival. Let's, let's get our Bibles. You got it open to Jonah chapter number 3. Let's all stand. We'll read God's Word. Let's all stand. Chapter number 3, and uh, we'll read in verse number 1. It's a good crowd here today. I'm not for sure exactly what we, ha what we have this morning. Uh, I know that there was right at 30 in Sunday school, and uh, I, I, I see a good crowd. I see lots of kids out there, and uh, praise the Lord. That's, that's, that's good. I'm very thankful, very thankful for every one of you that are here this morning. Jonah 3. And the word of the Lord came unto Jonah the second time, saying, this is his second time. So the Lord has already come to him once and said, hey, I need you to go to Nineveh. But he refused. He ran. 
And now he's going to return. Verse number 2. Arise and go to Nineveh, that great city, and preach unto it the preaching that I bid thee. So Jonah arose and went into Nineveh according to the word of the Lord. Now Nineveh was an exceeding great city of three days journey. And Jonah began to enter into the city a, a day's journey. And he cried and said, Yet forty days and Nineveh shall be overthrown. So the people of Nineveh believed God and proclaimed a fast and put on sackcloth from the greatest of them even to the least of them. For the word came unto the king of Nineveh, and he arose from, the, from his throne, and he laid his, robe, uh, he laid his robe from him, and covered him with sackcloth and set in ashes, and he caused it to be, a pro, uh, be proclaimed and published through Nineveh by the decree of the king and his nobles, saying, Let neither man nor beast, herd nor flock, taste anything. Let them not feed nor drink water. But let man and beast be covered with sackcloth and cry mightily unto God. Yea, let them turn every one from his evil way, from the violence that is in their hands. Who can tell if God will turn and repent and turn away from, from his fierce anger that we perish not? In verse number 10, look what God does. And God saw their works that they turned from their evil way, and God repented of the evil that he said that he would do unto them, and he did it not. The Lord repented, but there, there was something that took place before, that, before he repented or, or stopped what he was going to do. So as we look at this today, I've got two simple points, and we will go eat some hot dogs and all the fixings. And Sundays, hot fudge Sundays, and I don't know if they're hot fudge or not. They're cold fudge. Cold fudge Sundays, all right? And uh, <clears throat> so anyways, God is good. Let's look at this today. Thank you. You may be seated. Number one, number one in the sermon, well, he, what took place, his choice, Jonah's choice, he was to reveal the truth. He chose to reveal the truth. Look in verse number four. And the Bible says, and, and we talked about last week, he returned, verse number 1 through 3, is he returned to God. But now he, needs to, he has made a choice that he is going to reveal the truth to the Ninevites. In verse number 3, or verse number 4, he says, And Jonah began into, to enter into the city a day's journey, and cried unto them, cried and said, Yet forty days, and Nineveh shall be overthrown. So what was taking place was, is that Jonah had returned to God, and he said, I'll go to Nineveh, and I'll preach the gospel, eh, because you've told me to, and because you've punished me, and because I've repented of my wrongdoing, and I'll go. So he goes into Nineveh, and he begins, to, he begins to preach. And what he was preaching was, 40 days and Nineveh shall be overthrown. I don't know if he added any more context to it than that, but he ran through the city preaching, God has said, 40 days and Nineveh shall be overthrown. 40 days and Nineveh shall be overthrown. Just going through the city and saying that. I don't know about you, but if I saw a guy walking down the street saying, 40 days and America might be overthrown, I would, might, would think that he's a little crazy or a little cuckoo or lost a, his cheese and slid off his cracker or something to that nature. I mean, something may not be completely right about him, but ultimately, hey, they believed what was taking place. He preached the word of God. And regardless of what Nineveh thought, and regardless of whether they agreed, and regardless of whether they, they thought it was okay, he still preached the truth. Yeah. 
And the Bible tells us something in, in 2 Timothy chapter number 2, uh, chapter number 4 and verse number 2. He said, preach the word. Be instant in season and out of season. Reprove and rebuke and exhort with all longsuffering and doctrine. Listen, around here we're going to preach the Bible. And whether you like it or not, whether you agree with it or not, whether I agree with it or not, it's still going to be preached because that's the way that we ought to preach. And when Nineveh went into, when, 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 uh, when Jonah went into Nineveh, he preached the word of God. And they didn't like it. There were some in there that maybe even mocked him, maybe even threw uh, their sandwich had them, but they didn't like it. But he still preached the truth. And here it is, to, uh, some uh, thousands of years later. Guess what we're still supposed to do? Preach the truth. Preach the word. Be instant in season. Had a season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort. That's what I'm supposed to do. Is preach the word. Listen, and there might be a time when I step on your toes or I make you mad and get you upset and preach on your sin. Well, the Bible says in, in Paul, Paul says, have I become your enemy because I tell you the truth? Look, Jonah was simply telling the truth. And they were, hey, you want to get mad at me? That's fine, whatever. But I'm just the messenger. I'm just telling you what the Bible says. And the Bible says it, it's right. And if the Bible says it's right, it's right. And if the Bible says it's wrong, it's wrong. Regardless of man's opinion. Amen. Jonah went through preaching. He wanted to reveal the truth. We need to reveal the truth today. This world, more than anything else, needs is a church, is a group of people that decide that we need to preach the word. I'm not talking about being mean. I'm not talking about being ugly to people. But simply, we need to preach the truth to people. Without Christ, you will go to hell. And I'm telling you this. There is no easy way. There is no pretty way to put that. But without Christ, it is hell. And that's the truth. But the truth yet has an ugly part, which is hell. But the truth also has a wonderful part, which is Jesus. Because when he went in to reveal to them the truth of the word of God, is that 40 days Nineveh was going to be overthrown by who? By God. And they took what he said and believed God. And when they believed God, God repented. Christian, we need to reveal the truth. There's maybe a family member. There may be a friend. There may be a co-worker that you, you are with all the time. They need the truth revealed to them. That Jesus is the only way to heaven. John 14, 6, I am the way. Not a way, not one of the ways, not many of the ways, but the way. The truth and the life. And no man cometh to the Father but by me. There's only one way you and I am going to get to heaven. Listen, we're not, we're not all going to meet up together, okay? I'm sorry. You believe what you want to believe, and you believe what you want to believe, and I'll believe what I'm going to believe. We're all just going to meet up in the sky. That's not how it works. There's one way. And guess what? It's not my way. It's the Bible way. It's the truth. Jonah went through and just revealed to them the truth. Not only did he reveal to them the truth, but someone made a choice. The Ninevites chose to believe. Ninevites chose to have revival. They needed reviving. 
They needed God to wake them up. They needed to awake from their dead, the, the, the dead of not believing in Christ, the dead of not believing that Christ was the answer or God was the answer. They, they, believed, they didn't believe in Jehovah God. They didn't worship Jehovah God. They didn't worship. Uh, they wanted to worship uh, many other idols and, and Baal and multiple things, but they didn't believe in God. But they chose to have revival. You say, why are you preaching this this morning? Because, I, hey, do you know what I want to choose this morning? I want to choose revival. Uh, we're getting ready to go, and we're going to have four more services right in a row. Do you know who that's for? Me. You say, for you? Yeah, because I need revive. You say, is it for you? Absolutely, it's for you too. You need revived. And I need revived. They believed God. What, what caused them to have revival is simply this. In chapter number 3 and verse number 5, the Bible says, So the people of Nineveh believed God. That's all it says. They believed God. And when they believed God, all of a sudden, the whole city broke out, and they proclaimed a fast and put on sackcloth, and from the greatest of them even to the least of them. And even the king of Nineveh said, Hey, wait a minute. Ain't nobody eating. Ain't nobody drinking. You're not even allowing your cattle to drink and not allowing them to eat. We're going to proclaim a fast, and we're going to worship God. We need that. To awake and believe God. Every church across America needs to awake and believe God and have revival. Do you know what's going to change our church? You. Me. You. You setting yourself on fire for God, allowing God to work in you, allowing God to revive you, allowing God to move and like He's never moved before in your life. And in mind. That's the only way it's going to happen. It's not going to happen some magical way. It's, a, woo, it's some spooky thing going to take place. No. You stepping out of the way and allowing the Holy Spirit of God to fill you, to, to use you, empty yourself of self, and allow the Holy Spirit to move in. You say he's already there. He doesn't have enough. If you don't have all of you, he doesn't have enough. Bible says, be not drunk with wine, wear in excess, but be filled with the Spirit of God. I need to empty myself and be filled with the Spirit of God. Now, when you choose, when I choose to have revival, look what takes place. They chose, he chose to reveal the truth. They chose to have revival, and then look what God chose, what God chose to do. Verse number 10. And God saw their works that they turned from their evil way, and God what? Repented. God wasn't doing anything wrong. He didn't have sin to confess of. He didn't have something that he needed to <coughs> turn around. It wasn't <clears throat> like he was doing something wrong, but he decided at this point, because of what they believed and how they, how they reacted to the truth, he said, okay, I won't show my wrath on you. Because, do you know why? It wasn't because of Jonah. And it wasn't because of the preacher. And it wasn't because of the evangelist that came into town. 
It was because the people of Nineveh decided that they would just believe God and God released the wrath that he was going to throw on them. Hey, may, oh to God that he would release the wrath that he would throw on America. Oh to God that he would release the wrath that he might show to Nederland. You say he doesn't deserve, oh we deserve wrath of God. We don't live godly. I don't want God's wrath. And I don't believe there's anybody in this church that wants God's wrath on your life. But for you to return to God, revival has to take place. That's right. I want it. But it doesn't matter if I want it. You've got to decide that you want it. Yes, this, yes I, 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 I feel like I need it. But I'm not the only one that needs it. I need revival. I need God to move in my life. But here's the conclusion. I'm done. You choose. There's not anybody else in this room that can choose for you. I don't care what this preacher does. We could have a month-long meeting, and you could still sit there in your seat and, eh, whatever. I'm not changing. I don't care what he does, I'm not changing. I don't care what he says, I ain't moving. I don't care what he says, I ain't believing. And there are those of you that are set there and, and do that. I ain't changing my ways. Man, did you hear what that preacher preached about in Sunday school? I ain't changing that. I sure ain't changing that. You can sit there and do that, and you'll choose not to have revival. It's your choice. These people chose. No one forced them no one made them to have revival because that can't be forced. You know how a wildfire starts? With a spark, with a match. One spark, one match, one person who allows himself to be emptied of self and just simply believe God. Do you know going through those halls, do you know what going through that, that, uh, that street that day? There was one little kid or one little boy or one little girl or one little woman that said, hey, this guy's telling the truth. Hey, hey, did you hear what, did you hear what that preacher just said? Did you hear that if we don't get right, God's going to destroy our city and begin all of a sudden this woman or this man or this little boy or the little girl said, hey, hey, we got to repent. We got to believe in God. We got to believe what that preacher's saying because if we don't, there will nobody be here. He'll, the wrath of God will come. Hey, all it will take is one person, one young lady, one young man, one person to believe God and say, I want revival. And God will bring revival. To revive something. What does that mean? To revive something that is dead. Will you? Will I? <coughs> I can only answer for me. And you can only answer for you. So let's make a choice today. Right now. What is your choice? When we leave here, you'll make one or two choices. One, to believe God and let God change your life. Two, Eh, I don't know if I believe it or not, and not let God change your life. 
you'll make that choice. And nobody in here can make that for you, except for you. I'll say this. You say, I don't know, I'm on my way to heaven. Guess what? You will either choose heaven or you will choose the wrath of God. And the wrath of God is hell. But you will make that choice. And only you can make that choice for yourself. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for today. I thank you for allowing us to be in your house this morning. I pray as we have prayed and we have worked and we have preached and we have studied and and all the things that have taken place to, to go today and we have worked on getting the lunch.